We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's driving jam time. And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Great to be with you here on Tuesday night on Sports Open Line. Kevin Wheeler, Chris Ranji hanging out. Good to see you again, buddy. What's up, Kevin Wheeler? How are you? I'm good. I'll tell you what's up. Yeah. Maybe the biggest story in the NFL ever. Ever? Maybe. Wait, is this about Tom Brady retiring? No, and that's the crazy part. On the same How day. How about that, right? I know. It's and Now, here's the funny thing is, like, Tom Brady was pretty pissed that the word got out before he was ready to, to announce it himself, yeah. right? And then, but but it turns out it's a good thing because we had all the Tom Brady Brady honorifics, all that stuff. We had that two days ago. Yeah. Because now there's news that's blowing Tom Brady's retirement out of the water in the NFL, and it's not the Super Bowl. Well, that's the I do have a lot of thoughts on the entire leaking of the story of Tom Brady's retirement, his pending retirement. Yeah. From a couple of days ago, and all the people that were jumping down the throat of the throats. Of Adam Schefter and oh, Jason right, right. Lock and Fora. You guys don't know. And Darlington and, and all these guys who were right. Yeah. They were all right, yeah. but everybody was mad at them. So yes. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Well, I mean, that. look, come on. You know, Ron, you know this is true. Whenever anything sounds bad, you have to blame the messenger. <laughs> oh, it's the media. <laughs> it's always the media. It's always the media. Always. Because it's a big, random, easy target, right? Yeah. Um, And, beca- and, and you know, because it, it is one thing. It's not a plural noun that that actually refers to thousands and thousands of different individual outlets. No, it's just it's one, one entity. It's yeah, one correct. thing. Yeah, it's one thing. With and everybody has the exact same thoughts. Of course they do. And they're making the exact same mistakes. And 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 the 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 people who work for really huge outlets with millions and millions and millions of viewers or listeners, they're not mainstream. No. <laughs> no. Like I got I'm not going to get we're not going to get into the issue cuz I want to jump into this Brian Flores NFL story, but I was having this argument about the whole Joe Rogan thing with a friend and he's like he's saying that people the mainstream is just mad at Joe and I'm like he has 11 million listeners per episode. He works for the largest streaming company on the planet mm-hmm. and he's paid over 100 million dollars. That's the definition of being mainstream. You're getting paid by the man, 
and you got tens of millions of people listening to you, you're mainstream. It may not be network network television, but Spotify is now in the mainstream. Joe, Streaming e- services are in the mainstream. Every not- episode that that Rogan does, yeah, has four times to five times as many people listening as the television networks combined have in a given day. So if you add up Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, all the other ones, and whatever, add them all up, it's probably less than 10 million people a day with all of them going 24 hours. Each one of his episodes gets 11 million people. Right. So you're mainstream. Well, and an argument that I have been hearing from some people is... That's what all of this Joe Rogan stuff is about. And I know that's not the topic we're, we're, no, we're going to move on. talk we're gonna about. Move on. We're going to move on from this. But um, people, a lot of people are saying, well, that's that's why everybody's jumping down Joe Rogan's throat. Some Be- people probably. Because, I mean, some people maybe. Yeah. Because he, in his platform, upsets the media establishment because it's not a traditional media outlet. It's not cable news. It's not regular it's radio. Not print. But but again, that's not that's not it. People aren't and I'm well maybe there are some people that are jealous of what Joe Rogan there are. gets. I mean let's be honest, there are yeah, I'm but jealous. I, but that's you're not, jealous. Well I would love to be getting a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yes, Kevin. I'm jealous of everybody making a hundred mil. Um, but that's not what this is about. This, this entire anti-Rogan thing or Rogan criticism thing, which is more fair, is not about jealousy. It's it's about the actual content. It's about what's being discussed and what the ramifications are. Yes. But anyway, that's not really the, the, the no, discussion no, no. I just, we're here I just, to have. I just like the, the idea that it's, it ties into the Brady thing. It's just yes. the idea that... You know, the mainstream is such a terrible thing. Like, you know, people you don't think are mainstream actually are. That's right. Just because they say, just because you say you're not doesn't mean that you're not. Well, there is one major news organization that that's their entire thing. Well, I mean, it's not just one. It's like it is one that says I mean, I think they they started it. 20 years ago that, oh, the mainstream media, mainstream, well, I mean, you're mainstream media I know, also. Well, this, this is the point. Like, if you have millions of listeners, viewers, whatever, you're mainstream. You're mainstream. Correct. Yeah, because you have a lot of people You can say it. not traditional and you're more fair. Non-traditional is actually the perfect description because right. that's what would be, that would be Spotify. That's, that's Non-traditional. Correct, yeah. It's the new version of all of that. All right. So let's, let's get into the topic here because to me, this is a big deal. Um, I, I and I'm not trying to oversell it, but it was a really big deal when St. Louis sued the NFL. And it got to the point where, obviously, the NFL wanted to settle rather than go to trial. Uh, part of it because of the risk of, of greater losses financially. Most of it probably because you don't want everything disclosed. You don't want to see NFL owners on the stand in court. <laughs> right? I mean, like, that's the last thing that a league wants is, like, league officials and owners on the stand. Right? Right. So that's part of the reason why they settled with St. Louis. Well, the news came down today that Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Dolphins, now in the he he has been in the middle of the interview circuit, right? He's been doing the interviews for various jobs and he's basically pulled himself out. He's he's giving up his career. He acknowledged this, right? I mean, he Brian, did today. Yes. He, he said this in 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 filing the lawsuit. He's like essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially I know this is probably going to end my coaching career. But this is an important enough fight. So what what Brian Flores is suing the NFL, not just the NFL as a whole, but the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants specifically, as well as individual people that have not been named at this point. 
So there are individuals, there are three specific teams, and the NFL as, a, as, a, as an entity are being sued by Brian Flores over the league's hiring practices, uh, which, according to him, and I think according to a lot of us who observe, are problematic. Would you agree that the NFL's hiring processes when it comes to coordinators, head coaches, general managers, presidents of teams is problematic? Literally 70% of the NFL is made up of black players. The coaches that make up the NFL, the head coaches, the general managers, the vice presidents of teams, less than 10%. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean I, the number I of say- coaches right now is one. Mike Tomlin and is, it, the, is it, the current only black head coach in the NFL. There could are 32 be, teams. It could yeah. be two by tomorrow. Because Byron, right. Byron Leftwich is a candidate. Right. The, the reporting is that Jacksonville wants him. They're waiting for his answer, essentially, yeah. I guess. And I know they're talking to other people in the meantime. But Byron Leftwich could make that two. So, But the, the most we're going to come out of this cycle with is two out of 32. Yeah, and when I say that it was 9%, that was what it was last year. So right, I'm, going right. by the, I'm going by the last complete... Um, you know, 30 right. to the, the last complete league. And again, you know, you're right. There might be another one that gets hired here before this, this hiring cycle is over, but, but at most it's going to be a bad number. At most it's, it's going to be three. If somebody were to say, Eric, the you're our guy, sure. which hasn't happened the last several off seasons. But if it is funny though, you know, Matt Nagy's in that position. He gets a job. Yep. It's Eric Bieniemy now. Nothing's changed. They're productive. They're still doing their thing. And people have been talking about him for, for years. Yes, yes. And he hasn't. He still hasn't gotten it. So the the, the lawsuit. This is a big deal. Like th- this is something to me that could end up being like Kurt Flood's lawsuit. It's not the same target. It's not the same reason. It's not the same cause. Right. But it's a big issue that could lead to big change in some way. And it could. This could also lead to some people being in real trouble, like Stephen Ross of the Dolphins, which we'll get into in a few minutes. I mean, there there are some people that are going to look really bad in this. Um, but the the suit is pretty simple. It's just saying there's an inherent bias in the NFL system against hiring black men for these jobs. That's that's what it's. That, I'm boiling it down to the simplest of things, but that's what it's about. And as we go through this hour. And if you want to jump in, feel free. We'll open up the phone lines a bit. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. If you want to jump in on this, I I think it's pretty clear before we go any further. I I think it's pretty clear. The the point here is not that we're calling owners of teams flat-out blatant racists. The point is that there are biases in place that have kept what you would think would be common sense from happening that have kept these numbers terrible. And I've been in sports radio since 1995. This was an issue in 1995. And it's still the same level of problem in 2022. But this is a big deal on this lawsuit. And we're going to get into some of the nuts and bolts. This, Some of this came from a Bill Belichick text. Some of this is from the owner of the Dolphins allegedly wanting the coach to throw games for money. It's amazing. It is I mean, so bad. Look, if this were not about the thing that it's about, this other stuff like oh. that would be hilarious. They're just like their stories it's of their own. So funny. So we'll lay those out for you. We'll take a call, few calls if you want to jump in. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. It's Chris Ranji and Kevin Wheeler with you here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back in on KMOX. Chris Ronchi, Kevin Wheeler hanging out here on Sports Open Line. All right, so let's dig in, Ronch, on... The the Brian Flores lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, here he's what he's what he's alleging is that his interviews in this cycle have all been sham interviews. Right. The Rooney Rule exists so that teams have to um, at, at least interview minority candidates for head coaching jobs. Doesn't mean they have to hire them, but they they have to interview them. And he this it, it sounds like the reason he's doing this, like the the. The straw that broke the camel's back was a text that he got from Bill Belichick. <laughs> so here's the text that he got. Now, th- these are screenshots yeah. that are included in the evidence submitted in the lawsuit, right? So this is what Brian Flores included in the lawsuit. Yeah, so you can look at the screenshots. This yes. is not him making no, it up. No, like these are screenshots. Yes. yes. Yeah. So the first text that's shown in the screenshot is Bill Belichick texting Brian Flores saying, Sounds like you've landed a job. Congrats. And then Brian Flores is like, so you know something that I don't know. And wait, Bill, wait, wait, hold on. Do, do you want to, do you want to role play? Okay. You do. Who do you, you want to be? You be Bill. I'll be Belichick. Okay. okay I feel you like be, you be Brian Flores. All right. I'm going to be Brian Flores. All right. So Bill, okay. I'll be Bill. Belichick. Start, okay. this, this is how it starts. It says, I like this. All right. Sounds like you've landed. Congrats. Did you hear something I didn't hear? Giants. I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and NYG that you're their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Uh, Coach, are you Wait, hold on. We got to do the SpongeBob version. Minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even, I don't know how many minutes later. Yeah, but it's a little bit later. The timestamp is on here. Yeah. So uh, I say, I, Brian Flores, say, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Minutes later. (laughs) Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? Just making sure. Sorry, I blanked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. Signed, BB. 
Thanks, Bill. <laughs> but so that's the best. I mean, Thanks, Bill. So here's the thing. So Belichick <laughs> hears that Brian is yes. getting the Giants job before before Flores ever interviews. Correct. Right? Which that's means one of two here. things. Which that means one key. of two things. Yes. He either knows that Brian Flores is getting it, hence the congratulations, or he's heard that Brian Dable is getting the job before Flores ever gets to go for an interview. Yes. And that is, I think, the spark that set off this flame because Flores is saying, this proves that my interview there was a sham, that they had already settled on Dable. They didn't want me, but they had to interview a black man because of the Rooney rule, and I was the token interview. And this and, and this is not the only bit of evidence, but this is, I. it sounds like, the spark that motivated him to sue the league, the Broncos. Uh, by the way, we'll get to the Broncos thing at some point this hour, too, because what he accuses the Broncos and the Dolphins of is pretty bad in the, each each one. The Dolphins thing is worse, but the Broncos thing is bad. But he went through all this. So those three teams and the league are being sued by Brian Flores over the league's what is the what is the way I was the way I put it last their, their issues with with hiring black coaches. Their biases. They're, yeah. they're, yes, they're in their inherent bias. And you know that's a pretty good piece of evidence right there. Uh, well, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Bill Belichick, I totally understand now why he talks about hating technology because he clearly <laughs> doesn't He doesn't have any idea how to use any of it. Well, my favorite part uh, there is like Flores, like, are you sure you're texting to the right person? I like. Do you think he maybe thought he was texting Dable? Yes, that's what that's exa- no, that is exactly what happened here. Yeah. That he thought that he was texting the other Brian. Brian. Yeah. A different Brian. So he has... So basically, Bill Belichick is all of us who have texted the wrong girl before. I've never done that. Oh. You I mean, in fairness, hey. in fairness, the last time I was actually dating people was way before cell phones even existed. Kevin, you ain't lived. <laughs> you ain't lived, friend, <laughs> until you texted the wrong lady. I mean, I have done the thing where I meant to send a text to my wife and I send it to my boss accidentally. Okay, that's it. Oh, one time. I can tell this story now. This is a total sidebar. Uh uh, can I? Say, yeah, I can say this. So, um, <laughs> so I when when I was doing White Sox coverage, Kenny mm-hmm. Williams was the uh, general yep, manager. Yep. I like Kenny a lot. Dealt with him a ton. He's he's a he's a good dude. And but sometimes he would be in a mood. You know, sometimes he would be in a mood. And the PR guy, one of the PR guys, I I had reached out and said, Hey, I'd like to get Kenny on the show this week. Do you think we can make that happen? And he said, yeah, go ahead. You can reach out to him yourself. You don't need me to do it. And I said, okay, cool. So, but he said, let me know what he says. And I said, I'll get back to you. Thanks. So I send a message to Kenny and Kenny is very abrupt. Like, like he was in a mood. No, well, no, he was in a mood and he was telling me no. Okay. Okay. And so I write back to media relations guy, I said, uh, Kenny's a red ass today. He doesn't want to do it. <laughs> I sent it to Kenny. <laughs> I, I didn't send it. I didn't send it to Bob. I How sent it to Kenny. To that? Like he was fine with it. I mean, it's a, he's for a, people he, that don't know, it's a baseball term. Yeah. Which means you're in a bad mood. Yeah. You got the red ass. Everybody knows what a red ass I is. I don't know that everybody knows it in that context. Like, okay. It's a common baseball thing. Yes. Right? When a manager's having a bad day, when a player's in a slump. Yeah. You know, they got the ass. He was crabby. Yeah. yeah. He was crabby. Yeah. And, and he was fine with it. Yeah. It was it was no big deal. That's but good. I have done that in the past. Anyway, Bill, Bill Belichick has clearly done this. And when you said this is not the only instance, I think that is really important because leading up to this, 
he tells a story and it's in the lawsuit. Flores tells Flores, this. Yeah, Brian it, it, Flores. This is this is in the lawsuit that's been filed. That and I'll just go ahead and read it for you. It says, incredibly, this was not Mr. Flores' first sham interview that was held only in an effort to comply with the Rooney rule. In 2019, he was scheduled to interview with the Broncos. However, the Broncos' then-general manager, John Elway, President and Chief uh, Executive Officer Joe Ellis, and others showed up an hour late to the interview. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious they had been drinking heavily the night before. (laughs) And it was clear from the substance of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rooney rule and that the Broncos never had any intention to consider him as a legitimate candidate for the job. Shortly thereafter, Vic Fangio yeah, got hired. Yeah. Now, so, that, so, so here, I mean, we're talking about the rule being a thing yeah. that it, it has no teeth. It can't force coaches to hire you. But if the process is a sham, yeah. that's an inherent problem. Yes. Well, and I think we've seen this for a long time. Like I said, this has been an issue for more than 25 years, right? I mean, people were talking about this in the mid-90s when it was Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy was the hot assistant, and for years he couldn't get a job. Right. And then he finally did, and obviously he was pretty amazing. Um, There there have been all kinds of coaches. Herman Edwards was that guy back in that time. And the, the issue here is opportunity in the right jobs, right? I mean, if you're going to be a head coach in the NFL, it's typically because you were a coordinator. Yeah. Well, most of the coordinators are white guys, too. And the, the I, I think it's important to classify this, like, simply and accurately. This doesn't necessarily mean that owners are being racist, although it could mean that. It could. That could be a subset of this larger thing. But there's clearly inherent bias in the hiring process. Yes. People, and, and uh, there's a professor at, at Texas A&M who has studied this and specifically studied it in the NFL with their hiring practices. And he, he said that it's, uh, the way that he's looked at this is that the, the, it's biased decision-making, organizational cultures that value similarity. So people that... People who are like you. People, people that are that like you. you. Yes. That they can, look that, like you. That can, same well, background. That can be about race, can also be about... Status. What, status. It could be whether where you grew up. It could be, did right. I know your dad? It could be, you're an Ivy Leaguer or not. Like in baseball, the baseball version of this in front offices right now is everybody hires the Ivy League guys. Yeah. Because everybody thinks, mm, well, the good teams did that. Let's do that too. And there are a lot of good baseball people out there that are like, hey, my, my degree is in baseball. I don't have a business degree from Yale, but I got a degree in baseball. I've been doing this for 30 years. Why is he getting the job? So there are different forms of bias. One of them, one of the subsets of that can be racism. It doesn't have to be, but there's clearly an issue with the hiring process. And there's also an issue with how the blackhead coaches are treated once they're there. Like Brian Flores actually did a decent job with Miami. He took over a terrible situation. His record is one game under 500, but that's because his first year, they were 5-11. and 11. The last two years, he's had winning seasons. And the first year, they had a roster so bad that the preseason projections had them with 0-2 to two wins, and they won five. So he actually achieved a lot more than people thought they would with the roster. And Lovey Smith, the head coach of the Bears, Lovey. went 10-6, went and six, got fired well, the he following was also, season. Uh, yeah, and, t- and, and took a team to the Super Bowl, stupid Rex Grossman. W- with... <laughs> his quarterbacks, Rex Grossman 
Cade McNown, yeah. Jay Cutler. Yeah. And and he was able to win 10 games with those, and, those and guys. And by the way, and basically, he went to a, to a conference championship. He basically too. averaged 10 wins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like 9, nine to 10, 10 like 9 and a half, I always, think is what it comes down always to. Always over 500. Yeah, for sure. So I want to get into the next part of this because th- this is super, mu- this is multi layered. This is going to be. If it continues, a really big deal. And I've seen a lot of of NFL reporters on Twitter talking about that more coaches will probably jump on this. This is set up as a class action suit that other people can join. So it'll be interesting to see how many join, who joins, and what receipts they bring to the party. Because there's a re- there are some receipts here when it comes to Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, that are really problematic. And not just when it comes to hiring bias, but with conflict of interest and we'll talk a bit about that next up here on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, Tuesday night on Sports Open Line, Chris Ranji, Kevin Wheeler hanging out with you, talking for the right. Really, we're going to end up spending this hour. We're going to change topics next hour, but I want to finish this up with the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL, Dolphins, Broncos, uh, Giants, and again, it's all about what he's accusing the league of is just basically just biased hiring practices that that work against black head coaches or black coach coaches getting the opportunities to be head coaches and then getting a chance to stick. You know, like not getting fired in two or three years. And we've already talked a bit about the the Belichick texts that show him very clearly that the Giants had decided that Brian Dable was their guy before they ever talked to Brian Flores. So you've got this whole sham interview process that he's talking about. Uh, We mentioned the part uh, with uh, the Broncos where they clearly didn't take it seriously based on his version of the story. The Broncos, by the way, have denied that. Of course they have. I mean, and the league, by the way, is denying they have any problems <laughs> with their process, which is nonsense. I mean, it's been going on they for had, 25 they, years. They did release an official statement saying that there was no merit to any of this. Right, right. Because we can't see, based on the hirings over the last 25 years, that there's an issue. Uh, but, obviously, they have to say that for legal reasons. I mean, they're being sued. Sure. Another they part. They can't come out and say, well, yeah, maybe you know, he's got Brian's, a point. Brian's got a yeah. point. We look forward to airing it out in court. But see, one of the reasons you don't, they don't want this kind of thing to go to court, and this is going to be interesting to me, does Brian Flores want the big payday, or is this going to be entirely about dragging them through court? Because he's probably going to get the offer for the first one, because the league doesn't want more of what we've already seen. For example, as a part of the lawsuit, Brian Flores is claiming that the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, essentially undermined him when he was the head coach of the team, uh, offered him, again, this is in the lawsuit. So it doesn't mean it's true, but it means it's it's a real-life accusation that Brian Flores is making about the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Said that Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per loss to tank so that they would get a better draft pick. And then when he refused that, basically accused him of being hard to work with. And as and as and as and I'm not going to make a joke about this, but as as Flores said in the lawsuit, basically painted him as the quote angry black man, and you know, put him in a spot where he looks bad. It looks like people can't work with him 
But the owner, according to this, is willing to pay him $100,000 per loss to tank and get a better draft pick while, while the owner, Stephen Ross, has an ownership stake in a gambling enterprise. So we have an owner with a real-life known stake in a gambling operation offering to pay his coach $100,000 a loss to lose games. That's a problem. Forget for, for this part of the argument. Forget the claims that Flores is making about minority hiring in the NFL and all that. This by itself is a massive problem for Ross, for the Dolphins, and for the NFL. It is a huge problem, especially when you realize that gambling is more and more part of the sport legally now. Mm-hmm. And it before you know it, within the next decade, pretty much every stadium of every professional sports franchise is going to have a sports book in it yeah. where you can go and place bets. One just opened so, up where in, uh, they just announced it in baseball. They just opened, there's one that's just, just happened. And I forget where it was, but it's one of the teams that cries poor all the time. Uh, I'm not <laughs> and they just, sure. They just opened up a sports book that is uh, attached Pittsburgh? to the stadium. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Pittsburgh. I don't know who it Actually, is. Actually, you know what? It was. It was Pittsburgh. You're kidding. Nope. <laughs> and they might be the worst. Other I know. Than, other oh, than they're the, the Marlins. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, no, the Marlins and the Pirates are the worst. Yeah, uh, by far. Um, the United Center, I know, is about to do it. Yep. Or they, at least they've, they've drawn up Cubs plans. Cubs are doing to have, it, too, if I understand yeah, it. Yeah, the Cubs are going to do it. Um, they, they've had a respect. And by the way, I'm not even making fun. Like, it's going to happen in Missouri and the Cardinals will do it. Right. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, you know what? It's a different element. It's something else to enjoy. Uh, you know, you don't have to bet your life savings on a game. Throw a couple of bucks. Yeah. It makes things a little bit more interesting. Um, so it, it's, it's not just that, which is a massive problem, but it's also stuff like, and this is another thing that was listed in the lawsuit, that in the winter of 2020, when and they don't name the quarterback, but I think you can read between the lines and realize that quarterback was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That Ross was trying to pressure Flores to to essentially tamper and help him recruit Tom Brady or, or uh, uh, whoever the quarterback is. Yeah, I'm just assuming star it's, quarterback A. Yeah, star quarterback. Uh, maybe Tom Brady, but I don't know who else it would be. And it's it's not Deshaun Watson no. because it was the year prior it to, was the, before to the Watson he was stuff. Available, yeah, yeah, that's correct. So Flores apparently repeatedly refused to comply with the improper directives, and then in the winter he set up a meeting. Uh, Ross did set up a meeting with Flores, to which this prominent quarterback conveniently arrived at the same place. At the same time. Oh, hi, buddy. I didn't know you were going to be here. Yeah. So uh, apparently tried to set this. I mean, what are the odds this would all happen? So here he is trying to tamper with a quarterback of another team, which is also. In that case, by the way, also a division rival. A a huge no-no. Like, you absolutely cannot do that. And you cannot do the thing. That, look, we know teams tank. We know, but, but usually tanking comes in the form of, I'm not going to put a lot in this roster. Not going like, to spend a lot of money on yeah, it. I'm, I'm not going to try to improve a roster that really doesn't have a chance of getting to the playoffs. So if we lose a bunch of games, we'll get a higher draft pick and be better off next year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the typical form of tanking. But... Hey, every time you lose a game, here's six figures. That's a massive problem. It, I think tanking is already a problem. This is a, I mean, this is an explicit, huge problem. You cannot do that. Well, you, you can't do that can't when do you that. have a stake in a gambling operation either. No, I mean, of like not. The, the the just the perception of that 
I mean, like, it's pretty. That's pretty close to fixing games, right? Right. I mean, like, you 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 have a stake in this company that has close. gambling, and you say, "Hey, I'm telling you, I want you to lose, and here's money to do it." It's adjacent you could, to fixing. You could, you could easily then turn around and use that information in your gambling outfit. I'm not saying we don't know. We're not saying that he's being accused of that because he's not. At least not in this lawsuit. It's just the point is that's a massive conflict of interest. Yes, and it's the one. It's one area in sports you can't go. You can't go near fixing of anything. No, I mean you can't do that in any because the legitimacy of competition is number one. If people don't think it's real competition, you are no longer a sport. You're professional wrestling. Well, that and by the way, sorry to yeah step on you, but like that's already what people are complaining about this past weekend. Like, oh, see, the games are rigged. Yeah. Derp, derp, derp. See, they're paying off Cronky. And then when you have things like this come out, you're like, oh, see? They're all in on it. And not because I want to get into it because I don't and we can do it another time. But that's why when the argument between uh, Pete Rose being a Hall of Famer and the HGH performance in Hafford, the difference to me is this. At least with the guys trying to get an edge, you know they're trying to win. Okay, they, they might be doing it illegally, but you know they're trying to win, which is something, by the way, players have been doing since the game started. As soon as the game became professional, they've been trying to get an edge uh-huh. one way or another. Yep. But the one thing a sport cannot survive is if the people watching don't know if the players are actually trying to win or not. Right. That, that, so if that happens, you think you're watching a baseball game or a basketball game and a guy's throwing up shots on purpose that's, that he knows he's going to miss, You can't. that's unwatchable. No. It's not a sport. It's not competition anymore. And in particular so for the NFL, which relies so heavily on gambling. On, and yeah, relies heavily on gambling and effort, and you can see it. You know, you can see it on the field when a guy's not trying. That's what I think the big issue is here with with that specifically. But yep. going back to what this lawsuit is going to accomplish, maybe that's something we can parse out in the next segment because I yeah, that's I, what I, I want to do. do yeah. I do think that's the ultimate thing here is what what happens next yes. now. How big of a deal is this for the NFL? Well, it's big enough for Brian Flores to basically throw his NFL coaching career away. So he's not doing this on a whim. He means it. He's picking a fight. So how big could this be? That's what we'll get into next up on KMOX. All right, so final part of this hour and the next hour, we're going to change gears. We'll talk about a few other stories in the world of sports, a little baseball, a little Tom Brady, a few other things to mix in in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to wrap up uh, the conversation about the Brian Flores lawsuit. And, Ron, we'll just close on this. Just just trying to figure out what this means and how big a deal this could be. And I think some of it does depend on how dug in Brian Flores is. If he's dug in for a fight and his entire goal is to take this to court and put people on the stand and make them answer for their hiring processes, their hiring practices, this could be the biggest lawsuit in sports since Kurt Flood challenging the reserve clause. If it affects an actual change, absolutely. I I think even just getting it to that point where you're putting well, those people on the stand would make it that. Okay, let's look at it this way. In 2002, the entire reason the Rooney Rule exists is because Tony Dungy and Dennis Green both let go after having some pretty good success. Yeah, yeah. And 
it was sort of a, what are we doing here? Yeah. You're, the, these coaches you're letting go and you're hiring Art people. Art Shell around that time too, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and there was, uh, I don't know if a lawsuit was actually brought. What I think it was, was the league worried about the idea of a lawsuit. If you remember Johnny Cochran, and I can't remember the, uh, I think the last name was Mary or Murray or something like that. It was a, it was an attorney and it was a civil rights attorney and Johnny Cochran, the criminal uh, attorney. And they essentially did a study or they commissioned a study. Mm -hmm. And that study showed that black head coaches, and we, we know that the, there just aren't very many of them in the league, but they don't have any less of a winning record. And no, in fact, no, they in end fact, up with a better their record. success rate is a, is as equal to uh, what white head coaches do, and in some cases, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know they're they're not doing a good job at right. it. They're but just they get, not getting, but they get fired faster. Right. So this is where Dan Rooney came in, and he got all the owners together, and they yep. voted on the Rooney Rule. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily accomplish the goal. What what the attempt is is to tell a team. Look, I know you might have in mind the three, four, five, fifteen guys that you want to hire as your head coach, and they might all look like you. But give this guy some consideration. You know, give somebody else some consideration in the hopes that in the process of talking to him, he blows you away and you go, Oh my gosh, we should have hired him. And we were going to hire him, and we never would have thought to interview him in the first place. Yeah. And the I, other I the other part the of it too here. was to give them the coaches, the, so the, the 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 coaches that weren't getting looks, give them the experience of interviewing, and your name could out lead there. to another right, right. And it, your name's right. out there, right. and and that that matters the next hiring cycle. But we've seen now that that's been twenty years, and it hasn't right. changed a damn thing. Right. So if the end game is that we're going to get to a place where the league actually starts to take this stuff seriously, and they start to give head coaches that are black a or you know coaches that are black a real look. Then, then the mission is accomplished here, and I think that does matter. But here's the, and you know the. What count- can the league do at well, this I, point? I, that I don't know. Because I, I, I've been thinking about that for almost twenty years, and I'm not sure that there's a good answer. That I don't know, but there is something I think needs to get out of the way here because there are a lot of people listening who are saying, "Why does it have to be the best black coach? Why can't it just be the best person for the job?" That's the point: is that there are a lot of black people who are coaching already or are football people that would be really good at these jobs, potentially, but they don't get the look. Right. They don't They don't get the consideration. The problem, That's the problem. The real problem with this is best is unknowable yes. until after the fact. That's correct. And, That's the real problem. And then you look at some of these boobs that keep getting hired over and over again, and then you look at what the Giants have done, and maybe Dable's going to be a really good yeah. coach. But yeah. Ben McAdoo? Yeah, what are you, Joe what are you, Judge? Joe Judge, what are He's you a high talking school coach. about here? But the, and and that I think that is part of the problem. There's no easy measure of who the no. best candidate is. Now there can be examples. Like um, as an example, if Mike Tomlin got fired by Pittsburgh, he'd probably be hired pretty fast. Yes, and you wouldn't need to me to go through any interview process to choose him. If Bill Belichick, his right. contract ran out with New England, and a team just said we want Bill Belichick, I'm like okay. Can't can't argue. Sure, the sure, track sure. record that's, is that's so good. Yes. Right. It was the same thing with Parcells for all those years. There are times where that is, but we're mostly talking about cases where it is unknown. Josh McDaniel? Yeah. I mean, look, we're we're talking about okay, when 70% of the league, when 70% of the league that that 70% of the people who have professional football experience are black, you mean to tell me that in that pool of talent there aren't a bunch of guys who could be head coaches in the league and do really well yeah. at it. I, that is the greater point. Well, and there's also no minority ownership in the NFL. 
Um, well, I shouldn't say that. There's no, there are no there, black head coaches. I mean, Shad yeah. Khan would be considered a minor, minority. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but there, there aren't any black owners. You don't have enough executives of minority, any kind of minority persuasion or women for that matter. Although, again, some of it's changing. But this, co- this issue with, with the opportunities for black coaches is 25 or more years old, and they have made zero progress in 25 That's years. Right. This lawsuit is the kick in the ass that the NFL needed. And we'll see what the outcome is. And I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't know if it's got a leg to stand on. I hope it does, and I hope it at least drags all these guys through court so they have to get up there and explain the way that they hire. So that'd be interesting to see them tiptoe and dance around the issue. All right, coming up in the next hour, we got a bunch of things we want to hit. We're actually going to talk a little bit about Tom Brady, who did make it official today. Want to hit on uh, the, ba- the baseball labor issues. Dick Butkus on Twitter. Dick Butkus. He's good on Twitter. The monster of the midway. It can't be him, can it? He's the monster of Twitter. Yes, it is. 7 o'clock hour coming up on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.